Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. You know, last week as we were talking about the incredible power of hope, one of the passages we studied with 2 Corinthians chapter 1 where Paul says that he was going through a season in his life where nothing was working, where everything had caved in on him, where it, where Paul, the apostle who wrote 13 books of the New Testament, said, I despaired even of life. Where this godly man, to whom Jesus appeared himself and explained to him the scriptures in the Arabian desert, this man of God said, life caved, on to me, it caved in on me to such an extent that I got to a place to where I was in such despair, I didn't want to live anymore. And he said, the reason God let it happen, the reason it happened was so that I and my cohorts might understand that we can't trust in ourselves to fix ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. You ever been somewhere in your life to where you realized, I can't fix, not only can I not fix them, I can't fix me. If you have come to that place in your life where you are willing not just to say it, but as a heart cry, God, I can't fix this, you might be a candidate for a resurrection. A resurrection of all of that that you are willing to let die. Before something can be brought up, it has to be let go of. Have you come to a point to where you have had such preconceived notions and ideas of what your future is going to be like or what it should be look like or what you should be doing or what you should be making or where you should be in life? Have you come to a point in your life to where you are, life has run over you to that point to where you're saying, God, I put my preconceived notions and ideas and my hopes and dreams I let go of them. I, as far as I'm concerned, I entered them into death. You are going to have to raise me. Can I tell you something? The resurrected form of your business, the resurrected form of your relationships, the resurrected form of whatever issue it is that you can't fix might look different than what your expectation of it is in your own mind. Why should that surprise us? The Bible says that when the Son of God Himself was raised from the dead, initially His disciples, some of those closest to Him, didn't recognize Him. He was in essence 
the same Lord. He had the, the nail prints in his hands and the scourge in his side. He, had, he was in essence the same Lord, but in his resurrected form, he looked different than what they expected him to look like. He was not who they had seen him on Friday. He didn't look like how they had seen him on Friday, murdered cruelly, bleeding out. He was in a new form. I got some news for you. If you will succumb to the death of those hopes and dreams, if you will say to God, I don't know what else to do, but I enter into the death of my own preconceived notions and ideas of what it ought to look like, what I ought to be. I got some great news. God will raise you up and your expectations form. You've got to let your expectations of the way you always knew it had to be. You've got to let it go. It may look different than what you're expecting. But everything God resurrects is better. It has less limitations. It has more power. It has greater beauty. It has stronger influence. But most of us want the power of the resurrection. We just don't want it the fellowship of the suffering. But if you will join the Lord and say, Oh God, whatever it is, it looks like this is dead. I absolutely rested in you. I can't fix it. The Bible says God still raises from the dead. Still raises from the dead. It may be in a different form than what you are praying and holding on to and gripping and won't let go of. Sometimes you've got to come to the point to you say, Jesus, do it your way. And the Word says that that has to do with the hope of the resurrection. Now briefly today, I want to show you another way where the Lord builds your hope very very quickly turn with me to Romans 5 do you know what hope is I wrote this down because I believe it came from the Lord and I want you to have a copy of it hope is that internal on the inside of you relentless energy from God that enables you and motivates you to move forward expecting a desirable outcome when you lose hope, you lose life. Yeah, when you lose hope, you lose life. When you lose the hope to live, something begins to die. And after prolonged periods, life cannot be sustained without hope. It is that internal, relentless energy on the inside of us, given to us by God, that enables us and motivates us to keep moving when everything around us say, says, it's over. 
something that still desires an outcome that on the inside we have, but on the outside we don't see yet. Hope. It's what our faith latches on to. It flows from God. We found out last time in Romans 15, 13, when we closed last Sunday, here's what we read. But may the God of hope, God is the author of hope, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't generate your own hope. It'll wear you out. And it cannot be sustained in human energy. You need to lay hold of the hope that is in you by the Spirit of God. You can't create your own. But there's another way hope is developed in chapter 5 of Romans, verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith. Everybody say it with me. Justified. Just as if. I'd never sinned. That's the position you have in Christ Jesus. Having been justified through the vehicle of faith, not on your basis of your own works, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I ask you something? Do you know that right now there is no distance in between you and God as far as he's concerned? There can't be. How do you know that, Pastor? This is you. This is Christ. This is God. Now, how are you going to have any distance between you and God? The Bible says you are in Christ. Have you received him, yes or no? You are in Christ. Well, how can there be distance between you and God? Now, you can have broken fellowship from your perspective, but as far as God's concerned, you are in Christ. You have peace with God. But there's a difference between peace with God and the peace of God. See, I have peace with God through Jesus Christ, but I don't always walk with the peace of God because I let other people and my circumstances and the way I'm feeling get me out of, my, out of my fellowship and connection with my position. My performance is not matching up with my position. But if I don't have the peace of God, it's not God's fault because He's given me peace with Him. The problem is I have not connected the way he has told me to, to walk by the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit would be manifested in me and the fruits of the Spirit include peace. I don't know about you, but I have to fight for my peace. Now, see, the, the, peace of, the peace with God's already been won by the Lord Jesus Christ. But because I've got this skin on, I have to fight to walk in that peace, don't you? Because I've got all kinds of internal and external stimuli 
that try to get me out of peace. And so I have to fight for that peace. Philippians 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Make it intentional that I will put my focus on God. I will rejoice in the Lord when my feelings don't, they're a million miles away from rejoicing. It's an act of my will. In everything, in everything, in everything, with thanksgiving go ahead and tell him what you want let your request be made let your request be made known to God and the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus justified I have peace with God through whom also verse 2 we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand are you standing in grace are y'all listening to me are you standing in grace or do you still believe that God favors you or approves of you based on your performance you got to perform to be accepted that's not grace that is an insult to God. I have to perform. I've got to do this and get this right for God to really be pleased with me. Can I tell you something? God can't get any more pleased with you than he is right now because you are in Christ Jesus. How much more pleasing are you going to get than that? Pastor, doesn't the word say that there are things that grieve the Lord and he's not pleased with the... Of course, but you know why? It's because we really don't believe what God says about us is true. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ and we stand in grace. Are you listening to me? Somebody needs to hear this today. I wrote it down so I know God has somebody that needs to hear this. When will we let go of what God has already released us from? When are you going to let go of what God has already forgiven you from and totally released you from? The number one person we have failed to forgive is us hope watch this and not only that uh, look into verse 2 we rejoice in hope of the glory of God what, what's the glory of God huh what's the glory of God it is the manifestation the tangible expression of an intangible but real substance let me see if I can explain that to you see any difference happening all right listen to me 
There is something very real and powerful in the walls of this building. It's called electricity. The glory, you can't see electricity. But the manifestation of electricity, the glory of electricity, you're now seeing the glory of electricity. The manifestation, tangible manifestation of an intangible reality. You with me? Glory. How do I shine with the hope of the glory of God? I've been given it by grace. Everybody understand that? I am given the grace of God and that's how I shine. That's how I get my glory, right? Oh, but don't stop reading there. He's fixing to tell you another way that you get glory. Buzz, hit that top button up there. Let me see if I mess something up here. I think I'm in the dark. Not only that, thank you, not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Uh-oh. No believer likes to hear that. You, you're going to shine in tribulations. The word tribulation is the Greek word philipsis. It means trouble and it means pressure. The word says you are going, your hope is going to be built during trouble and pressure. Yeah, through the grace of God, through the deposit of the life of Jesus, but there's another way hope's developed and it is developed through tribulation. Can I tell you something? The real you is going to really shine when there's trouble and pressure. It's going to be squeezed to the surface. It's going to come out. Not only that, but we glory. We shine. We manifest His glory in tribulation. Do you know what? I've been around a lot of these people a long time, and I... No, beyond any shadow of a doubt, I have absolute confidence in many of these people in this room right here because I have seen them in tribulation. Pressure. Problems. And something gets squeezed to the surface in the depths of these. Knowing that tribulation, pressure, issues, produces perseverance. Now, I love the New King James Version of the Bible. It is my favorite, but that, that is an unfortunate translation of the word there, produces an unfortunate translation. The Greek there, and remember the New Testament is written in the Greek language. The New Testament Greek there is the word katergazotai, and it is translated worked out developed so what the word is saying here is that when we are in tribulation 
something is developed and it's called perseverance. The word perseverance is the Greek word hupomeno. It means to bear up under times of great pressure and stress and trial. To bear up. To push back. So what have we got so far? Not only are we getting the hope through the presence of Jesus and His grace, but it is being developed. That means that that which is already there, it's not produced, it is developed. It's already there. How did I get perseverance? It is a fruit of the Spirit. It is already placed in you by the Spirit of God, but it is not developed. It doesn't have any weight put on it. No resistance is applied to it until there is tribulation, pressure. And anybody in here who says, I don't ever have any pressure or problems, I'm not even going to go there. Tribulation develops perseverance. And watch this. And perseverance develops proven character. The word proven character means evidence, proof that is brought forth through testing. That's what the word character in the Greek means. It means evidence that is brought forth through testing. And this is incredible. And when character is developed, verse 4, character develops what? Only three people know? Look at your Bible. Character develops what? If I'd have taken a poll today and say, how has hope developed? I'll bet most of you would have been like me. Well, through worship, through prayer, through, through you know, connection with the Holy Spirit. And all of those are right. I've covered those last Sunday. But I wanted to be honest with the Scriptures today and let you know there's another way hope's developed, and it's through tribulation, through pressure. It's through the development of character. That's a bad word in our culture. Our culture has, they talk a good game about character, but a lot of times when somebody's character is being developed, people are quick to throw them away because they don't want to associate with anybody going through a bunch of stuff. Can I tell you something? As dark as it seems to you today, God is developing a stronger, stronger manifestation of hope on the inside of you if you are going through tribulation, if you are having to persevere, if you are having your, because your character is being formed. And you know our character is what comes out of trial, but it's how we are in the dark. 
See, I can get up here and preach a sermon, but my true character is what do I do in the darkness of my own thoughts? What do I do when nobody's looking? That is true character. And I want to say to all of those here who aspire to be champions in the Lord, the most important part of your spiritual development is not going to church. It's what you choose in the dark when it's just you and only you and God. That's where your true character is developed. Everybody say it with me. Lord Jesus, help me get it that the most important thing in my life is what I am when nobody's looking. Hope, evidence. And let's see last what he says in verse 5. Hope, true hope that is developed through character perseverance and tribulation hope does not disappoint real hope does not eventually disappoint now you may have your hopes dashed but real hope that comes from God can be resurrected because the love of God has been poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit who was given to us you know what I've been praying lately God please give me and all of those who are shepherded by me, give us revelation of how you feel about us. Give us an internal witness on the inside of us. Help us to truly understand how you feel about us. Come up here a minute, Pastor. I'm going to close with this. I want you, just, just go with me on this, I want you to present this to me you representing God, and I want you to represent, I want you to grant to me a gift of a, a, of a new jacket, okay? Make the presentation. Thank you, I appreciate that. I, I really do appreciate it. It's, it's really nice. I think it'll fit. Do I have the jacket? I have it, don't I? I mean, it's mine. It, he, he granted it to me, right? Has God given you the gift of righteousness? Has he declared you free of shame and condemnation in Christ Jesus? Yes or no? So I have it. But the word says, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life, always win in Christ Jesus. So I can talk about, boy, what a great gift. Isn't this wonderful? This is great. I, can, I really need this. Thank you for it. I don't biblically receive it until I embrace it 
and put it on. Have you embraced the gift of God's righteousness? No, I know you have it. Have you put it on? Pastor, how do I do that? You have to recognize and come to the point to where you're willing to say, God, if there's a difference in opinion between what you say about me and what I feel or think about me, one of us is lying. And regardless of the way I think or feel or behave, I choose to believe that you are telling the truth. And anything outside of what you say is inferior, deceitful, and a lie. And then put it on. After 37 years of condemnation and shame, knowing, going to theology school, being on five church staffs and a Christian school, God brought me to the point to where I realized that I had never received, embraced, and put on the gift of righteousness. I believed he saved me on the basis of his grace, but I acted like he accepted me on the basis of my performance. So here's how I put it on. I looked at the word that I just described to you. Whew. Romans 5.8 And, I'm sorry, Romans 5.17 And I said, every morning, I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired. Of condemnation and accusation. I got up. The next day after I received by faith the gift of righteousness and I said to the Lord I don't feel like this I don't behave like this most of the time but I declare that what you say is higher than what I think or feel or the way I behave and so I got up the next day and I put on the gift of righteousness how'd you do it pastor I got by myself, and I looked at myself square in the mirror. And I said, let me tell you something, and don't you forget it. You don't ever preach to yourself. Yourself's talking to you all the time. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He said so. You may not think like it, talk like it, feel like it or act like it but that is the way it is I receive it and father I thank you for the gift I put it on today you said if I did that and received the abundance of your grace I would reign in life I would overcome anything life throws at me I put it on do you know that I had been putting on condemnation and shame and guilt and performance-based acceptance for 37 years? But by the power of the Word of God, which is the truth, by the power of the Holy Spirit bearing witness to the truth in my inner man, the power of shame and condemnation and accusation 
was broken off me in about three weeks. I know it took no more than three months after 37 years of being established. You can't just have the gift. You've got to put it on. Putting it on doesn't make it, make it so. Putting it on embraces it, receives it. You can have a gift, but if you don't ever unwrap it, it's not going to do you a bit of good. How many of you say with me today, mighty God, in the name of Jesus, I rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And I am seeing that I will rejoice as an act of my will during trouble, recognizing that's when I shine. That's when your glory is reflected to you. I know that this trouble will develop perseverance and that perseverance will develop my character and my character will turn into hope and my hope will not disappoint because I am absolutely, perfectly, unconditionally, unrelentingly, forever loved. Give me revelation. In the name of Jesus, amen. Father, thank you for this faith family. Thank you for the time you've given us today to hear and to minister to and from each other. Thank you for the worship that has led us right into your presence. We give you glory and honor and praise that out of your love you've given us the gift grace, and righteousness. Lord, by your spirit, by your grace, may our performance start lining up with our position. Fortify us by your Grant your peace, your joy, and grant all of these the surging hope that is in the resurrected Jesus, being fortified, strengthened, supported by the Holy Spirit. And may we abound more and more in the legitimate hope, not in wishful thinking, but in legitimate hope of the glory of May all of us glorify you today and throughout this week. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Let's all sing it together. My hope is built on nothing less.
next Sunday right here. Go in the grace of God today, in Jesus' name. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.